Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Todd Coconado Radio Show. My name is Pastor Todd Coconado. I'm so thankful that you're tuned in on this Sunday. We've got a lot in store for you today. I got a very special guest. His name, I think you will know, it's Dinesh D'Souza. And he just came out with the new movie, 2000 Mules. It is a game changer. I know many of you have seen it. Some of you haven't, possibly. If you haven't seen it, I would highly encourage you to see it because this movie really breaks down the situation uh, with the 2020 election in a way that I think is really hard to argue uh, as they really just um, you know show all the different things with these mules and uh, geo-tracking tra- and, and just unbelievable work that they've done. And so we want to welcome back to the program Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh, welcome to the program, sir. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, we've had you on, I think, for almost every documentary that you've done. And this one, I have to tell you, really rocked us. I mean, not like the other ones didn't. But, you know, this has been such an interesting time period because there's been so much fake news and so much disinformation, misinformation, so many people arguing, even within the conservative movement. And what you did is, once again, you brought facts and you showed a bunch of different ways how you could prove this uh, by using geo, uh, what is it called, geofencing or geotargeting and really showing where all these mules were. And so it's been out for a little while, and then I just saw that it's going back into theaters, which I'm very excited about. Uh, But just tell us kind of an update of where we're at with 2000 Mules and what's going on. Well, the movie tried to bring some uh, clarity and some definitive way of thinking about election fraud. And some people are skeptical because there've been a lot of different theories about the subject. So sometimes what I say to people is, listen, forget everything that you know or think you know about election fraud. Just go into the movie, keep your eyes open and watch, because this is not a case where I'm going to be trying to convince you of anything. Um, and I'm not going to be relying on dubious types of evidence, where, which only raises more questions. So if I said I've got affidavits, you'd be like, well, who are they from? How do I know those guys are telling the truth? There'd be no end to it. This movie doesn't do any of that. It basically says, look, there's been cheating that's gone on in elections for a very long time. And usually this kind of cheating is not some high tech, complicated fraud. It's low tech fraud. Goes back to like the days when immigrants came off the boat and they were greeted by political operatives who had ballots in their hand and said, listen, you know, we'll fill this out. You just sign right here. We'll give you some money for a drink. You know, this kind of thing has been going on, as I say, it was ramped up tremendously in 2020 because all these new rules came into place under COVID, lots of mail-in drop boxes. And so the movie 2000 Mules exposes a coordinated ring of illegal ballot trafficking in all the key states that decided the election. Um, And if true, it exposes the kind of fraud that has never existed to my knowledge before in this scale in American history. Um, And it's a very remarkable phenomenon. And it's shown not just through technological evidence, which is interesting and impressive, but also through surveillance video that allows you to see for yourself the crime scene and the criminals at work. Yes. And, you know, I mean, many people are very passionate about this subject. I'm sure as you've gone around the country, you've talked to different people. I mean, this is something that people are very passionate about. Number one, they want to know if their vote's going to count. Uh, You know, a lot of people feel like their vote didn't count. They're concerned about the next election cycle. They're concerned about the upcoming midterms and if we're actually going to see a true vote. Now, you worked in partnership with True the Vote, and they also had some amazing uh, information that they brought forth. Now, I've, I've read some of the commentary on the movie. And, of course, the left is out there saying, you know, that it's baseless claims and all these different things. But how can they even make that, that argument when what you're bringing forth is so 
spot on. And I've talked to people that are in the former, you know, former intelligence community people and things like that. And I just kind of picked their brain and said, what do you think about this information? They said, no, this is absolutely real. So there's a real frustration out there because people want to know what they can do. And, you know, they're just so disgusted with this, the way this is all played out. What do you recommend as, as you've gone around the country? What kind of feedback are you hearing? Well, the, the beauty of all this is that if I were relying on this geo-tracking technology and if I merely said, look, it's being used by the CIA, it's being used by law enforcement, uh, you would not be in a position to know how accurate it is. Right. But I would simply say to you, listen, if you know, you're standing in a line outside a hotel and there are five guys next to you and all of you call an Uber, how does the Uber driver know to come right up to you? How, do you, how does he know it's you and not yes. one of those other five guys who are only standing a few feet away? Uh, or take your phone, go into a field where there's tall grass, just throw your phone and then do on a separate device, find my phone and right. see if it takes you to the general vicinity or does it take you right to your phone? If it takes you right to your phone, that shows you that geo-tracking is capable of almost pinpoint accuracy. Um, the CDC is using geo-tracking to just decide if people are social distancing. It has to be accurate to within six feet to be useful for that purpose. So, you know, and here we're looking at whether or not geo-tracking can take a guy, a mule, and place him in the close vicinity of a Dropbox. He doesn't have to be five inches from the Dropbox. He just has to be within a few feet of it. And there's no question that geotracking can do that. And so a lot of this nonsense that you keep hearing about the fact that, you know, geotracking is very imprecise. People are walking past the Dropbox. You can easily tell the difference between a dot that goes to a Dropbox and a dot that goes past a Dropbox to some other destination. That's right. And from a marketing standpoint, companies pay large amounts of money to find, you know, people that are geotracked that are, you know, where they shop, where they, what their pattern of life is. And uh, this is how they, um, you know, to your cell phone, how you get a lot of those ads. You know, if you're going by a shoe store, you know, and you're at you know, a certain shoe store chain or whatnot, they're going to send you ads. How does that happen? That happens because they buy your data. So why is it that they can rely on that? But for some reason, people are saying this is not reliable. You know what I'm saying? And, so, and, so, and sometimes, by the way, they, they even know in a large store what aisle you're in. Yes. You know if you're in the shoe aisle looking at shoes or if you're in the, in the food aisle looking at, 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 at cans of food. So they're able to send you very precise notifications that have to do with exactly what you're interested in buying at that moment. Yes. Now, I know that recently you had the premiere at Mar-a-Lago, which is very cool. A lot of my friends were there. I wish I could have gone there. I wasn't there that day. But, uh, you know, Donald Trump was there and he watched the, the premiere and you were in the room. What was his reaction? And have you had any types of conversations with him about it? <clears throat> yes, absolutely. The, um, well, because Mar-a-Lago is kind of his house, uh, <laughs> Debbie, my wife and I thought, well, look, we're not going to surprise them with the movie. So we went to Mar-a-Lago a couple of weeks before that in a very small group, basically my family, and we showed him the film. So right. he had seen it. In fact, ironically, on the day of the premiere, he was supposed to give a little speech about it and then leave. But I think he just decided, I'm going to stay watch the movie again. So he got a giant bag of popcorn and came and sat down right next to me. It was kind of funny was that he was giving me a little bit of a running commentary as the film was going on. It was really fun for me to watch 2000 Mules yeah. commentary by Donald J. Trump. <laughs> right. And so, I mean, what was his reaction? I mean, obviously he's very upset about, we've, we've read some of his tweets and, you know, his truth social posts and whatnot, but I mean, I just can only imagine, uh, you know, he was the man that was running. He's watching these mules and what they're doing. I mean, he's been very vocal about it. You know, what, what was his uh, conversation? Anything you want to share with us about what he said? 
Well, I mean, I think it, when he first saw it, he was really fired up in the sense that he was he was he felt this is a kind of vindication. Yeah, it's almost like you suspect something is the case, but you don't know for a fact. You know, it's like, you know what? I'm missing my Rolex watch. You know, did, uh, did one of my roommates take it? I'm reluctant to excuse, accuse them. And then someone like Dinesh comes along and goes, guess what? I've got some surveillance video. Here's this guy. He's taking the watch. He's going to he's putting it in his bag. So you're like, you know what? I knew it. I knew it. But and now I know it for sure. Right. And that's, I think he had a little bit of that vindication. At the same time, I think he was a little bit sad that this kind of thing can be going on in the United States of America because it goes against our patriotic idea of what the country is and should be about. Yes. And I think it shows us that some of our basic institutions, the FBI, the CIA, have now been corrupted and um, and um, and that we can even the even the sanctity of our election can no longer be taken for granted. That's right. And Dinesh, you've had some of the highest grossing films uh, in the documentary world that have come out over the years. And you've been targeted yourself. You've paid a high cost for getting this information out there. And so, you know, when you were bringing this film out, was, was there any concern personally about bringing this information out? What was going through your mind? Well, honestly, I, I never care about this kind of stuff. Now, true, looking back on my little adventure in uh, confinement that came on the aftermath of the, um, uh, the Obama administration. And I do think that my movie, you know, called Obama's America, um, upset the vindictive narcissist who was then at that time in the White House. Uh, I was a little bit careless at that time uh, in exceeding the campaign finance law, which gave them a pretext to go after me. Now, of course, they did excessive prosecution and selective prosecution. But in a sense, I gave them the occasion to do that. Now I'm much more careful. Someone just gave me really simple advice when it comes to taxes. Don't do anything without your accountant telling you to do it. When it comes to legal things, don't do anything with your, without your lawyer telling you to do it. And that way, even if what you do is wrong, you're like, listen, some competent professional people told me to do it. And so all I did was follow their professional advice. And that way they, they can kind of go after you, but they can't really get you because all you're doing is following the advice of competent professionals in the field. That's great advice. Absolutely. And, you know, people like myself and others that are out there, we all need to take that advice because there is uh, an element of persecution that's happening. There's censorship that's happening. And, uh, you know, it's gotten worse over the over the last many years. And, and many of the things that you talked about, you know, Obama's America and Hillary's America, these things are now happening. Uh, you know, we just saw this this shooting event. Now we're seeing people pushing, uh, you know, for more gun regulation and, and even the possibility of getting rid of guns at some point here in the United States. So we want to discuss this and more when we come back. We got Dinesh D'Souza on the Todd Coconato show. Very excited to hear what he has to say about this and many other topics. We'll be right back. All right. We are back with the Todd Coconato Show. We got Dinesh D'Souza in the house. Dinesh, I got to ask you a question. You know, this material that you came up with in this film, obviously working with True the Vote was amazing. How did you come up with what you came up with? Because what a, what a tremendous job you did in investigating and bringing forth the facts, as usual. How did you come up with it? Well, I want to give credit to True the Vote because the idea of taking this uh, cell phone geotracking which is used, as I mentioned, in many other fields. But True the Vote goes, we can apply this to ballot trafficking. And, and that was novel. No one seems to have thought of that before or done it before. In fact, I myself, if you had asked me before I talked to the True the Vote guys, is I would have said, you know what, as we start pulling away from the 2020 election, as more time passes, you can almost say this becomes a cold case. <clears throat> we might never know for sure what really happened. Right. 
And the genius of truth of vote is they're like, listen, it doesn't matter if it's a cold case. It's kind of like some guy who left his DNA on the crime scene. Years can pass as long as you got the DNA. You got him. Yeah. There's nothing he can do about it now. And the same is true with the cell phone geo tracking. You're talking obviously not about human DNA, but digital DNA. Uh, each of our cell phones has a unique ID. Now, I can give my cell phone to my wife and she could be at the Dropbox. But that my cell phone is at that location at that given time is not really open to reasonable doubt. Right. Now, you brought forth a lot of information. Obviously, we're very concerned that the Justice Department hasn't looked into this. Uh, has any law enforcement reached out to you? Has anybody been concerned to take this to the next level? There's a very promising investigation going on right now in Yuma, Arizona, announced by the sheriff, announced just a few days ago, and announced into illegal ballot trafficking, the exact subject of 2,000 mules. Now, he has said, and I don't blame him for saying, he's like, I'm not doing this just in response to the movie. And nobody expects him, uh, a law enforcement official, to act just in response to a movie. He's been apparently doing ongoing investigation for many months. But I think what's interesting is that if it has nothing to do with the movie, it provides independent corroboration that this is a real problem. And it's a problem involving criminal cartels that are manipulating the election process. Yeah. Uh, I think all you need is one serious investigation in one place to really unravel the onion, and then it will blow the whole thing up. Um, the Democrats are counting on the fact they're really hopeful that everybody will dismiss. There's nothing to see here, folks. I mean, I'm seeing even articles in places like the Daily Beast and Mediaite. You know, they're telling their own audience, we've seen this movie, so you don't have to. And the reason they're saying that is they don't even want Democrats to see the movie because even Democrats don't want to win by cheating. And they know that if the ordinary guy sees this movie, the independent vote of the Democrat, they'll jump out of their seats because they will see with their own two eyes. It's not based upon having trust in me or anything like that. They're like, oh, Dinesh, you're a felon. How can we trust you? Well, don't trust me. Just watch the movie. Keep your two eyes open and you'll see what's going on. Absolutely. Like you said, there's independent voters. There's people. I mean, I remember in the beginning of the movie, some of the Salem radio hosts were even saying, I think Dennis Prager and others were saying, well, you know, we don't know if we have enough evidence or whatnot. Well, by the end, they all changed their tune. And that's because it's it's such riveting. I mean, absolute, you know, like I said, I was in the marketing world. We relied heavily on, on digital tracking and data information that you brought forward. So that to me is a slam dunk. And I know there's other ways. Now, there has been some people that have been saying True the Vote has additional things that they may be bringing out. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, well, the first thing that they've said is that they will, at some point, release all the underlying data. Um, And this is a massive trove of data, right? Because it's 4 million minutes of video. It's extensive evidence on geotrack, 10 trillion things of geotracking. Uh, I actually don't envy the ordinary guy who decides I'm going to go through all of it. You know, it's not (laughs) going to be easy, I assure you. Um, But it's good to have it out there because it's, you know, the other thing about it is that really anyone can buy the same data. So people keep saying, well, I don't know if I can trust through the vote. Don't trust them. You know what? You buy the data. You run the same geo-tracking and you'll get the same result. And by the way, the video isn't something that true the vote took. Uh, It's not some guy in his truck. Um, This is the official surveillance video of the states. And so again, some people will say to me in social media, Dinesh, you better turn this over to the authorities. I don't have to turn it over to the authorities. They already have it. It's their video. They took it. So they can easily match it up. If we were presenting video that's somehow bogus, they would be the first people to say, this is nonsense. That's not what our video shows, but that's exactly what their video shows. And they know it. And and that's what gives the film its power. It's not even just the geo-tracking by itself. It's the geo-tracking supported and confirmed by the video. It's kind of like, it's almost like you're a serial killer. You're going from house to house. 
your, we can tell based on your cell phone that you got to Mr. X's house at 2 a.m. in the morning. You look on the video because that house happens to have a surveillance camera at 2 a.m. Sure enough, there you see the guy coming through the door. And so when you put the two lines of evidence together, it's really not open to reasonable doubt. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I forget which movie it was, if it was Obama's America, but you, you shared your story about how you came to America and what America meant to you and, you know, what it means to you uh, to be an American. And, you know, how concerned are you for the country right now after you see something like this? It's very disturbing because, uh, you know, this has been kind of my beacon of hope. And I think I've had for at least half of my career a very civics book idea of America. If you would ask me, you know, in the Reagan years, when I was obviously in my 20s, you asked me, hey, listen, you know, how do you see American politics? I would have said, OK, well, American politics is divided into two camps. It's kind of like a debating club. Camp A has one vision for America. Camp B has a different vision for America. They put it before the American people. The American people decide we want to go this way. And the next time they may decide we want to go that way. Um, and I, you know, I basically had a confidence in the institutions of our society. If I went be behind a curtain and cast a ballot, somebody was going to honestly tabulate that ballot and tell me who won. Never dreamed of someone would kind of fool with the ballot totals or anything like that. And if you told me years ago, you know, 95% of people who are accused of a federal crime are either convicted or plead guilty, I would have been like, well, yeah, that's because they are guilty. Why else would the government be going after them? And I had a kind of view of the FBI, like this is like the untouchables. And only now have I realized that there's been a certain gangsterization that's crept into our society at the highest levels of government. And a lot of that trust today is no longer uh, earned. It's not warranted. You need to be very skeptical of what you're told. Don't believe the things you're told by the media. Don't believe the things you're told by the government. Check them out for yourself. It's almost like if they say up, it's more likely to be down. And so it has forced me to reassess the country. Not that it, there's anything wrong with American ideals, on the contrary, but to see American ideals betrayed in this sickening way, wow. Yeah, what, what you did really in this film is you brought forth the facts, like I said, and really influenced the public to, to really understand what's going on. Now, the, the next question, I've been speaking all over the country, and now that they're informed, people want to know, what can I do? And that's one of the biggest questions I get asked, Dinesh, is what can I do? Sometimes they feel small or insignificant. They say, I don't know what I can do. I don't have that many followers. I don't have that much power. What do you advise a mom, a dad, you know, somebody that just goes to work every day, they're busy in life, but they really care about America. What can they do? Well, this is a case where <laughs> election time is not all the time. So you don't, right. you don't have to do something all the time. But around election time, I think it's important, particularly for those of us on the right side of the aisle, to pay more attention to the process. We can't just automatically assume anymore, because I say in the movie, Republicans care about the campaign. Democrats care about the election. We need to care more about the election, how it's actually organized and administered. Probably more of us need to be poll watchers and poll judges. Probably we need to make more of an effort to convince our elected representatives Make sure that if you're going to have drop boxes, I don't like the idea of drop boxes, but these laws are made at the state level. So there are going to be some states that have drop boxes. Well, nevertheless, if you do have them, you got to have 24-7 surveillance on them. I mean, we have surveillance in every Home Depot, every ATM, every mall. So there's no reason not to have surveillance. The technology is available. It's very cheap. The election laws call for it. And so you don't even need new laws. You just need to enforce the laws that are already there, the rules that are already on the books. Uh, and make sure that those rules are actually carried out.
All right, we got so much more to talk about with you, Dinesh. We're going to talk about what the future is going to look like, what the 2022 elections are going to look like. Uh, do we have hope for actual voter integrity here in America? You know, a lot of people are wondering that. So we'll be, we'll be right back with Dinesh D'Souza on the Todd Coconut Show. All right, we're back with the Todd Coconado Show. we got a very special guest today. Dinesh D'Souza just came out with a brand new movie, 2,000 Mules. Dinesh, are you hopeful for America? What do you see coming down the pike here in the United States of America and beyond? Well, the thing that worries me is um, when you see places, I just came back from Atlanta that we did a screening, Turning Point USA did a screening of the movie. We had about 1,000 people there. It was really great. People fired up. They want to do something, like you said. They want to know what it is they can do. Yeah. But then I look around at Atlanta, which is, you know, Atlanta used to be a beautiful city like New Orleans. Uh, and all these cities now are run down yep. and they're really depressing. I mean, you've got basically people with hardly any clothes on walking on the street as if they own the place. Um, the ordinary citizen feels almost like on the defensive up against the wall. And I say to myself, you know, why would any American want to live like this when you can have cities that are sort of a, a, a almost like an exhibit to the world? Right. Um, and wh why would you vote for this? Why would you be OK with this? Uh, wouldn't your simple principle be like, this is not the way our city used to be. Every bum who's in power, I'm going to vote out in the next election. And so the fact that people do seem in some places anyway, where Democrats have, have essentially brought these cities to ruin, right. and yet the people in those cities keep voting for those same guys in power, that to me is one of the most unnerving things I see. It's almost like there are some people who like to live and like to wallow in yeah. this kind of excrement. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. I mean, you look at some of like even China, which we, you know, we know China is a horrible place, but, it, you know, the, the cities are clean. Uh, you look at Japan, the cities are clean. I mean, you know, there's places all around the world. America used to be that bright, shining city on a hill like Reagan talked about. We want to see America. We don't want to see America crumbling or in decline. And to your point, that's what the progressive policies do. And, uh, you know, they're just they're just uh, destroying these cities. It's so it's so sad. So I know you're a man of faith. Uh, you know, there's a lot of pastors that watch this broadcast, a lot of people in churches. What can churches do? What can pastors do to help change this country? Well, the pastor has got to realize that he is a, a moral leader of the community. Uh, if you go back to the days of the American Revolution, I mean, pastors would preach revolutionary sermons. There's absolutely nothing to prevent a pastor from actively taking Christian principles and, and laying out the political implications of them. Don't be afraid to do that. And we're at a time when the country needs that. The left has all these huge megaphones, mostly just all the organs of media, but also right. entertainment, Hollywood, and so on. Well, there's only one rival megaphone that's even large enough to count on the other side. Uh, it's not Fox News. It's the churches, yes. and especially the larger churches. And so the pastors who essentially decide to zip it uh, and sort of kind of confine themselves to sort of, you know, um, uh, focusing just on what on a biblical passage and expounding the biblical passage, uh, you know, circa uh, 32 AD, uh, and not giving people a sense of what does that mean for my life now? And, and what does it mean for our country now? Uh, I, I think it's a real missed opportunity. And in some ways, we don't want to look back and said that if our country goes down, the pastors are some of the people who helped that process to happen. 100%. Uh, last question before we go, and I know you got to go, but you know, uh, people say separation of church and state, and it kind of goes along with those lines. Dinesh D'Souza, no one knows better than you on this, man. Is there a separation of church and state? How do you answer that question? Well, the 
the notion of a separation, not of kind of church and state, but between the spheres of government uh, and of God. Yeah, that's in the Bible. I mean, Jesus says, render unto Caesar, yes. things belong to Caesar. So there clearly is a separation of some sort. And I think it does mean, for example, that church leaders, by and large, are entrusted with the spiritual care of citizens. So you don't want a church leader to say, I don't care about that. I'm really right. going to focus on tax rates. Uh, conversely, it is the job of, of political leaders to focus on the political sphere. We don't necessarily want pastors proclaiming on constitutional jurisprudence. We have judges to do that. Right. Um, so in that sense, there is a legitimate distinction of spheres. But on the other hand, none of this means that the moral life, which is, by the way, the intersection of religion, if you will, on the one hand and politics on the other, the moral life is completely the common domain, both of the churches and of the political sphere. And that's my point. I'm not calling for pastors to start arguing about the resurrection and calling right. on people to accept that. There's right. a difference between theology on the one hand and morality on the other. And morality is something that pastors should feel perfectly free to address, not just in the church sphere, but also in the political sphere. Absolutely. Dinesh D'Souza, we want to thank you so much. The movie's called 2000 Mules. Any last words before we go today, sir? Well, I'd just like to direct people to the website, which is 2000mules.com, the number 2000mules.com. I say this because this has been my first film that's released only on uncancelable platforms. You're not going to find it in places like Amazon Prime or Apple iTunes. I don't want to put it anywhere where the left can take it down. So go to 2000mules.com. You can stream it. You can download it. It's still in some theaters. You can buy DVDs. But the, the website 2000mules.com is kind of the one-stop shop to figure out the four or five different ways that you can see this movie. Absolutely. We want to support Dinesh's efforts because this man is a patriot. He's really doing his calling and he's walking this thing out. It's not easy. And so please go to that website. We're going to put all the information below. Dinesh D'Souza, thank you so much for coming on, my friend. I appreciate you, man. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thank you. What a stand-up guy. You know, what, a, what an amazing guy Dinesh D'Souza is. Uh, all the work that he's put into these films that he's doing and just really bringing forth the facts. I mean, really, what he does in these docufilms that he makes is he brings forth information and uh, evidence in this one that I believe is really hard to refute. But, of course, the deep state uh, you know, ignores it, and they call it baseless, and the fake news media, the modern-day prophets of Baal, go along with that. Uh, but I know many of you are, are just as enraged as, as many of us. Um, we just can't believe this is happening in the United States of America. And uh, there's all types of censorship. And you see this uh, just dog and pony show on Capitol Hill for the January 6th. Uh, this is where they're trying to put your attention like, look here, don't look there. Really, really amazing stuff. Well, listen, I think our next guest is going to be someone who you're going to really appreciate. He is a prophet that the Lord is using in this hour to really speak into these matters in a way, uh, you know, Dinesh does it in a different way. He produces films. This man gives prophetic words and is really rising up as a voice in this hour. His name is Robin Bullock. And uh, Robin, I want to welcome you to the broadcast. Welcome, sir. Shalom. Shalom. It's, I'm very honored to be here, Todd. Thank uh, you for having me on, man. Well, you know, we prayed about today and we prayed about God's timing. And uh, yep. sure enough, it happens today in June, which, by the way, uh, you know, the world is saying it's Pride Month. And we know the Bible says pride oh. comes before fall. And, yeah. uh, you know, so there's a there's a whole messed up. The corporations are pushing this on the children. The schools are teaching this thing. And uh, so I find it very interesting that right here in the beginning of June, 
we have you on the broadcast. I know the Lord's been speaking to you, so I'm going to give you the floor, sir, and, uh, and you go ahead and share with us what's on your heart. Well, you know, I was, um, I was just listening to the Lord before I came on, uh, came into the studio here, into the fortress where I'm at now. And this is the scripture the Lord had given me. Okay. It's in Daniel chapter 7. says, And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand until a time, and times and the dividing of times. And the Lord, this stuck out to me. He, he kind of highlighted this to me. He shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints. And, you know, I was, I was thinking about this, and I can almost see and almost sense the frustration on patriots right now yes. Yes. as they just kind of they rub their foreheads and they, and they wonder, will any of this ever change? Is anything going to change? And what the enemy's doing is he's seeking to wear out the saints. And I'll tell you this, too. Um, see, these wicked people are not, are not going to just give up and just stop doing what they're doing. They'll have to be forced to right. stop doing what they're doing. They're not just going to quit because, uh, you know, um, to show you what kind of people they are, you remember when... Um, they took Saddam Hussein and so forth, and then they hung him, you know. Right. And uh, there was a story to try to figure out what kind of character the man had. And so this was one of the stories they used to define his character. They said he surrendered in a battle one time, but he shot his last bullet at the crowd before he ever surrendered. In other words, guilty or not guilty, no matter what they do, they are going to, if you had them dead to right, they would absolutely bite with their last s snarl before they'll give up. Because yes. once, they, once they're caught and once this thing is overthrown, they have nowhere to run, and they know they're finished. They know they're finished. Hussein was hung, is my point. And right. so they know they're finished. And but before I came down here today, I, I was thinking about all of this and and I, I could sense in my spirit the frustration and the tiredness and the fatigue of patriots and people that are standing and standing. And I want everybody to know something. Your standing will be rewarded. You know, Robin had a prophetic word not long back. It was stand, though your legs be shaky. When this is over, you'll be glad you did. Come on. So everybody just, uh, I know that you're feeling tired. You're feeling fatigued, wondering when will this ever end? And the prophets seem to be being whittled down till there's just fewer and fewer and fewer. Well, remember, this whole thing can change in a night. One night. I... um. I remember I was on Flashpoint, and I was talking to Gene Bailey, and I had heard this word. I heard a word that um, uh, I saw the devil and God playing chess, and I watched the devil as he, as he sat down behind that chessboard, 
and he had his tongue stuck out, man. You know, he was really trying to make his last move, and he thought he had it all sewed up, and he made this last chess move. And I watched on the other side of the chessboard, and the Lord did like this. And then he just took his arm and just knocked every piece off the chessboard and said, game over. Yes, It's over. So no matter what the enemy's doing, no matter what he thinks he's doing right now, the Lord is about to take his hand and just clear the chessboard and start over again. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, whatever they're doing, Todd, uh, if you wonder why I'm sounding so just so serious today is I have it in my spirit. I can hear in my spirit, the tiredness and the fatigue of the saints and whatever they're planning on doing next, they must disarm the American people to do it. Mm. This is the next move on the agenda. They must disarm the American people to do whatever they're planning on doing next. Right. They'll have to make that move. Uh, it won't work without that happening. And, um, and then the third thing is, is twice. All the Christians need to pray. Saints need to pray. They need to come together and really pray because I saw the Lord showed me two mushroom clouds wow. across the sea. There were two. And um, I saw that twice. And so, um, or I saw one twice, or either there was two. But we need to pray. This thing now has come right down to that time. So anyway, man, I've been talking for a while. You go ahead and interject. Huh? <laughs> no, that's literally exactly what uh, we want you to do. We want you to share your heart. And I'm so thankful for your ministry, man. And um, we're going to hear more from Robin Bullock in just a moment. You want to stay tuned here on Real Talk Radio, I want to thank the Ellises and all the amazing people that make this radio program possible. This is the Todd Cognato Show. We will be right back with Robin Bullock. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you back. A beautiful Sunday today, and I'm so thankful for our two amazing guests. We had Dinesh D'Souza on talking about 2,000 mules. We now have Robin Bullock, who is a man of integrity, a man that's speaking truth, and uh, a prophet in this hour that the Lord is raising up. And so, Robin Bullock, uh, you're talking about a lot of different things out there. Uh, I wonder, you know, do you watch the news? Do you watch the modern-day prophets of Baal? I would probably assume that you don't, but I know a lot of Christians out there are watching the news, are getting their information from CNN, MSNBC, Fox News. Uh, what say you on this, sir? I don't, I don't look at news much. I don't, I don't, matter of fact, I, I can't, uh, I don't know when I've watched a, a regular news broadcast, <laughs> right. you know, I, I've seen a, um, if something shows up on a news feed, a five minute clip or something. I might see that now and again, but I don't, I don't pay much attention to a bunch of liars. I don't listen to lies. And, um, uh, because that's what they are, is they're liars. See, where where we are in time right now is we might as well just just start to look at this. There is a there is a an evil agenda at hand. Right. I mean, this thing is evil. This is not something for um, 
to create shows over for us to have voices to talk or to make our, our platforms bigger. There's really an evil agenda going on right now. Yes. And uh, there's people who know what they're doing. You're, and I say this over and over, Todd, but you're looking at the biggest show on television right now. You're looking at the greatest show on earth. You're watching as, as um, the big top is D.C., Washington, D.C. The ringmaster is Obama. The two clowns are Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. You have uh, the biggest part of the show that's drawing all the people in is how the donkeys lead around trained elephants. You've got all these trained elephants, these uh, Republicans that that have are just being led around by donkeys everywhere. And then you have the bearded lady. You have all the transgenders that are going in um, office in our government. Well, these are bearded ladies. And so then you have it all brought to you by the G7 compliments of George Soros. And you're looking at the greatest show on earth right now. And I don't know what people think, but they're looking at a reality show. But the, the, the sad thing about it all is, and the most evil part of it is, is that they're killing real people to bring a reality to their program. See, they have to make it believable and they're willing to kill people to do it. This ought to be, this ought to be the, the most eye opening awakening thing. And you know, you've got to ask yourself a question right now. They're, they're talking serious stuff now. And, and, you have to ask yourself a question. If George Soros says, I'm on the side of the Ukraine, then what side should you be on? Thank you. That's if, right. If he says, I'm on the side of the Ukraine, then what side should you be on? You are looking at things that absolutely are not what they seem to be. Yes. This is not what it seems to be. There is a new world order they're trying to bring about. Now, it's not just conspiracy networks talking about it. Fox News talked about it the other night. I saw a five-minute clip or something that came up on my feed where Rand Paul's standing there talking about the evils of a one-world government. Yeah. Well, Well, now just think about what I'm going to say. Then you have people like Klaus Schwab that is standing up holding a forum and I counted seven people on his platform uh, standing behind him. He's standing up there and he's spouting off all of this new world order, one world government things. Right. And, and this is not just some kind of little fly by night guy. No. This is one of the biggest financial deals in the world. And he's standing there saying, we know how to make their lives better. Hmm. And he gets people on, on stage with him that, uh, if you think John Kerry has uh, is smart, you you just talking about somebody who married some money. But here it is, and they're all sitting there. And then he has this guy named Watch this, Yuval, yes, no, Noah Harari. This is his um, prophet, yes, and they call him the prophet. That's right. And he, this is his statements: We don't worship the God above the clouds. We worship the cloud, the cloud we made. We don't worship the God above the cloud. We worship the cloud we made. He said the IBM cloud, the Microsoft cloud. He said, and then he went on their so-called prophet, 
he said, Jesus Christ rising from the dead is just fake news. Yep. And so he keeps bringing this in. He said, God's will end when men become God. And so he just keeps on going with this thing. Well, think about it. His name is Noah Harari, as it was in the days of Noah. So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. His name is Noah, but his first name is Yuval, which is Jubal, which is a descendant of Cain. The man is is talking about it came from his line. This false prophet comes from the line of Cain. And so we're in a time when they're actually talking about a new world order. Joe yes. Biden stood up and said, we've, we've, there's going to be a new world order, and we've got to lead it. Either that's a, a conferred title, the U.S. is going to be the leader, or it's a struggle for who's going to be the leader. And so he said, we've got to lead it. One of the Ukrainian parliament members said, we have to fight for this new world order we're bringing into being. And so you've got this new world government, new world order, a one world government trying to be pushed into being before its time. There was only three people who stood in the way of it. One was Donald Trump. One was Benjamin Netanyahu. And one is Vladimir Putin. That's the only three that will not give in to a new world order. So they removed Trump, they removed Netanyahu, and now they've turned the world against Vladimir Putin because he's the only one they can't vote out. So we're actually looking at end-time events, and now the Euphrates River's drying up. Just like the Scripture said, two angels would be loosed in the Euphrates to dry it up for the kings of the east to come across, which is China. And so now look what's happening around you right this minute. And now they're speaking of nuclear war. They're speaking of a nuclear threat. And I saw a mushroom cloud, and and the Lord showed me that. And so now here we stand. We're actually at the place nobody thought they would ever live to see. People of God, we've got to stand up. Standing is the most important thing. Don't grow weary in doing good. Also not, uh, you know, Add to your prayers, add to your intercession, add to your standing, but add this to it. Run for office. Yes. Go out there and, and don't, uh, you know, don't just jump in and say, I'm going to be the next congressman. You may not even be nearly qualified to even try, but you could take over the school board. Come on. Take over the school board. Start running for, take over the dog catcher's position in the city. Start occupying all of these civil offices around your own city and start bringing a godly influence in. And and if we did that everywhere, I know godly governors right now, Todd, right yep. now. Yep. I know I know people running for governor that, listen, they call on the prophets to yes. pray. Yes. And so... Start adding to your prayers feet and start running for office. Yes. Become that. Open, uh, do things like that that you can occupy for the kingdom. You can occupy. Yes. Satan's scared of that, man. He's afraid that the body of Christ is going to wake up. That's it right there. Oh, he's yep. afraid. See, 
he thought he had them all conditioned when seeker friendly congregations that were just, you know, uh, well, let's don't talk about the Holy Ghost. Let's don't talk about the nine gifts of the spirit. And so, so when the government said, shut your doors, they just do. Yep. They do. And put a sign on your door. You have to have your temperature taken to come in our church. Now, could you see Jesus praying for one, for a leper and the leprosy, the coming up and Jesus holler at Peter and say, take his temperature, Peter, go examine him before I put my hands on him now. And we're not done. The church is not done. America's not done. We've got to stand. That's Robert right. Bullock, appreciate you, man. What a powerful time today. Thank and you I so appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. You know, don't let them put us, uh, encourage the people. Don't, don't let them put us back in mask. Don't let that happen again. Never again. I saw that. I saw that very plainly in a prophetic dream that they're going to try to do this now again. So don't make up your mind. We're not going with the mask. What a show today. Let me tell you, Robin, thank you so much for being on the broadcast. I just appreciate you so much. And I appreciate you for tuning in. This is the Todd Coconado Show. You can find me at www.pastortodd.org or on social media at Real Todd Coconado or at Todd Coconado. We love you. We bless you. We'll be back next week. Hey, friends, thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast. As I mentioned in a post on Facebook this week and on my social media, I don't get paid for these shows. Uh, This is something that we're doing strictly because we believe that it's getting people saved, set free, healed, delivered. Also, putting out truth. The Bible says the truth sets the captive free. It's a mission. We we love this country. We love our freedoms. We love our constitution. I want to see my daughter having the same freedoms that I have enjoyed my whole life. And of course, most of all, we love the Lord. And uh, so that's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, your support is what is fueling this whole thing. You can go to toddcoconado.com slash give, toddcoconado.com slash give, or pastortodd.org and hit the little give button in the right-hand corner, but that helps support the broadcast, the ministry, the Religious Liberty Coalition, all the work that we're doing to stand for freedom. And so thank you so much. We love the Lord so much. He is so good. He is faithful. And many lives, by the way, many lives are being affected by the things that we're doing at this ministry, and I don't take any of that lightly. Thank you for tuning in. God bless.